Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is, well, you asked, I still don't know which number it is. It's hard because with question and answer, I mm-hmm. can figure out on like 130 or something. I can based on what it is. But we started, well, you asked at a, oh, a random yeah. time. And so I can't Math do hard. Math is really fucking hard. Yeah. So it's, well, you asked, insert number i won't insert the number but you get it (laughs) where we give you good or bad advice bad advice by good people good advice by bad people yeah whatever you want sometimes it's i think it's okay advice sometimes it's okay it's never great (laughs) it's never good but sometimes i think it's okay yeah yeah Yeah. that's nice yeah Yeah. a couple friends are giving you okay advice yeah all right it's like you're talking like talking like shooting the shit with you're two friends, mm-hmm. and they're not the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't the A team. No. This is getting advice from C team, <laughs> D team. <laughs> oh, my God. The friend that's willing to listen, yeah. but not necessarily D-team. giving the good team stuff D. back. Team dick. Mm. Uh, no <laughs> team dick and Brie. <laughs> All right. Well, wherever you're listening to Team Dick and Bree, make sure to follow, subscribe, and give us a five star review. Also, head over to our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. Jesus, drop my fucking phone. At I Can Explain Podcast and um, follow us, please. We just hit three thousand. We just hit three thousand. I thought you were gonna pitch something else, but it was just Apollo. Uh, Apollo, please. Apollo, please. Apollo, please. Apollo, please. Us over on Instagram. It was just Apollo's fleece. <laughs> Um, I went to look for the advice questions today because if you don't know, when we do these advice uh, episodes or the Q&As, we get all the questions from our Instagram stories. And um, I noticed that we have passed 3,000, which is amazing. Yeah. And um, I would like all of you to also leave us a review. Please, God, five stars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also, click the link in the bio. There's merch there. We love when uh, you guys tag us wearing our merch. It's literally the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, and I love it so much. Um, And also, there is a link to our Patreon where we have bonus episodes. If you can't get enough of us ranting about absolutely nothing at all there's more for you on patreon um and a huge thank you to our patrons and a special thank you to aiden olivia liz serena and kate thank you for supporting our podcast let's fucking give these people some advice but first but first i just want to say you know how i said i had tall energy yeah people do think you are tall everyone thinks i'm tall yeah she a short bitch i just went through this looking for um okay don't start this that i'm short you're short don't don't start this old and short like seriously too old to get on the roller coaster too short to get on the roller coaster. i am five six and a half five one five (laughs) breathe five one and 43 this is now a new thing for sean to just just literally bully me about you're you're super short. I am not short. You're definitely the, my shortest friend. I'm five seven on a good day, five six on a bad day. Five seven on a good day, five one on every other day. <laughs> I literally hate you. I literally hate you. You're not going to do this to me. You're not going to start this about my five one uh, every day, five seven when you're wearing section heels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! Don't get me started. I finally get to live out my tr- tall bitch truth you when I wear my platform shoes because then I'm like five nine. Lady Gaga's five one. Kim Kardashian. I'm not. Five, five one though. These are other people that are five one with you. There's strength in numbers. You guys can run around as a little shoddy squad. <laughs> okay, so Evelyn said I thought Brienne was at least five nine, at least. Right. 
uh, court said you definitely give off 510 energy. Right? I think the energy is there. The actual physical height is 5'1", though. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally fucking And Kim you. Kardashian turned 40 and is 5'1", so you guys have, like, very similar stats. Are we twins? <laughs> you do kind of look like a Kardashian. Kim, I do have the coloring. Yeah. yeah. Kim Kardashian is um, um, also shockingly five short. I literally didn't know she was 5'1". Yeah. I mean, I knew she was short, but I didn't think she was that short. Yeah. That's crazy. Same height. I literally fucking can't stand you. Well, um, for all of you out there, I am not 5'1". I am not 43. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. That's what I'm doing on this podcast. <laughs> I'm literally five six and a half, and I'm giving myself the half because I do identify as someone who's 5'7". Okay. Okay, but I'm 5'6 right. and a half, but so I just round up a little bit. And I am 29 right. for the hundredth fucking time. Listen, one of us is a liar, 5'1 and 43, you choose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to make it my goal in every photo we're in together, I'm going to Photoshop you smaller. <laughs> like or like put like that you have platform <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> I hate you so much. I literally hate you. I'm suing you. Yeah, you I will think be you should. From my You're five one lawyer. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. No, she's like I would love to represent another five one girl. <laughs> another five one forty something yeah. girl. Okay. Anyways, now that we've moved on past the absolute. We haven't moved bullying. on. We'll circle back. Don't worry. Bullying that Sean puts me through on this podcast. Um, you guys sent in some some advice. Yeah. Questions. I will say some of you are better than others at this because holy fuck, <laughs> there's some of these questions. I would have to sit here for the next thirty minutes just reading the novel that is this question. Oh yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. But I mean, they do know we're long winded, so they probably think like at this least this will fill time. Yeah. They're like, we're sick of hearing you talk about your shit, so at yeah. least tell my interesting story. But yeah, if you're ever looking for um, getting your advice answered. It's better to be longer to give us some details, but not too long. Because then I just can't. I just can't. I can't read it all. I can't, you can't even read. I can't I, this read. Is, this you have is to on me. Read it out for me. This yeah. is on me, and I get the anxiety of like when you're in school and the book's getting passed around and it's coming to you. Yeah. And you have to read ahead like, to prepare. But like that. <laughs> <laughs> what word was that? No, like the it's the. The little mix meme. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, you have. Oh, oh my God, I have. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Literally, I cry watching yeah. that. Yeah. It's like she has a stroke. Oh <laughs> it is. Yeah. She's like, the stress of that moment is like wild. That is so relatable, though. Yeah, it is. When the pressure's on. The pressure's cooking and you yeah. just got to spit it out. Okay. So now that I've been like a Karen about the way that people ask these yeah, questions, Jesus, I didn't know you were gonna call me offensive. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a, you know, I'm, I've, there's, I'm at the end of my rope, so really anything could make me a little moody right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been a couple, couple of weeks here. I'm just, I'm just uh, taking it out on the listeners here, and I gotta I apologize tell. for that. Yes, I gotta apologize. you should. I apologize. Bad. Bad Brie. You know what? This is my formal apology to anyone who took the time to can write you ask, out their Can you advice. read? <laughs> no, Sean. We've been over this. It's just a blur on wow. my phone screen right now. Okay. Some of these are more like Q&A, right? We're looking for... Uh, we're looking for... Um, can you stop ragging advice. on people? <laughs> Virtual ways to celebrate pride. Um, I have advice on this. Okay. Um, 
if you live in Vancouver or don't, you could just join this anywhere. Um, they just released, if you go to, um, at Vancouver Pride on Instagram, they just released the schedule for this year. And last year was all virtual, but this year it's very cool because they are doing like 50, 50. So there's like 50% like in-person events to like the capacities that they're allowed, um, in BC. And then there's 50% that are virtual that are either a hundred percent virtual or you can virtually tune into the in-person events and there's like shows going on, stuff like that. So if you're looking to virtually celebrate Pride, wherever you're from, you don't have to be from Vancouver. They have some really actually like cool and thoughtful um That's so fun. Even I didn't know about that. Yeah, and they've got a whole schedule on their website. And what I really like about it, it's not just like a one and done, like, oh, we're having like a virtual Pride party. Yeah. They have like a um ace picnic in the park. That can also be joined virtually. They have... Um, I don't think I want to virtually join a picnic, though, because, like, I would like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But they have, like, um, a trans and non-binary uh, virtual event panel. They have They have so many different things, and I think that everyone is getting better at this. In Vancouver Pride, I think, specifically this year, it's really cool to see that, like... Yes, it's cool to have the big umbrella events that yep. like hit all the LGBTQ plus stuff, but it's also like important to have spaces for different experiences. And they have those both in person and virtually this year, and a lot of them look really fun. That's like, awesome cool because there's a lot of people that uh, can't interact with public yeah. events yeah, anyways. Exactly. So, so I think that would be that would be my suggestion is go check out Vancouver Pride on Instagram and click the link in their bio because they've got like a lot of really cool things going on. And my suggestion Mm -hmm. is lock yourself in your room Uh with maybe a pizza Mm. and a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. and just put Lindsay Lohan rumors on repeat. That's how I choose to celebrate pride virtually. Oh, I like that. Thank you. What's the, what's the virtual aspect though? Like the computer, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the laptop break. Oh, got Uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Are you? I was like, are you Twitch streaming this? I put on a VR headset. I put a beach situation, Uh, and I just cry. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Great advice. Okay, Um, ways to present as part of the LGBTQ plus community without enforcing stereotypes. I think you just have to not worry about enforcing stereotypes if it's you, or don't worry about presenting. Yeah, exactly. Just, pr- just, just, just be, just so be yourself. Loud. Oh, sorry. I literally can't hear. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Sean's the headphone person. And yeah. So he's like, about the noise. He's always like, slapping the ottoman, putting her phone yeah. down, farting. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why this just came to my mind, but when I was looking through the DMs, someone said, who needs lube? When you have clammy hands. About my clammy hand story. Oh, I love that. Do you? That is so disgusting to me. Like, I've never felt less attractive All than purpose. thinking about my, like, clammy hands being also, like, multipurpose for lube. I think that's beautiful. They're just constantly a slip and slide. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. Let's frame that instead. as a positive. <laughs> okay. Love that, for, love that for me and my clammy hands. They're very clammy right now, actually, so... If anyone's ready, I'm lubed up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that 
It's the same thing as we were talking about last episode of looking at labels first and then trying to match those labels. I, se- I think instead of focusing on what those stereotypes are and trying not to match them, yeah. just ask yourself, like, genuinely, like, how would I just like to dress? Like, just going in a store and just being like, what feels good on my body? What makes me feel like me? Yeah. And if those happen to fall into certain stereotypes, like, if you're fucking picking up a flannel and you're a lesbian, who gives a fuck? Yeah. But if you're doing it from a place of either avoiding stereotypes or enforcing them in both ways, you aren't living your truth or expressing yourself genuinely. Yeah, and then I also think it's like, you have to ask yourself, like, who are you presenting as queer for yeah. and you know this is the most exhausting statement that I'm about to say but just present as you yeah <laughs> yeah 100%. I know I'm so sorry that I just subjected everybody to that sentence but honestly like just wear and present in the way that you feel most comfortable and the most authentically you and then everybody can fucking catch up to the rest yeah I love that <laughs> I fucking love that um <laughs> Someone said, Brie, I'm going to save this because I'm going to have to do a deep dive but okay. for a Q&A. But someone said, Brie, what's your favorite Eminem song? Uh, uh, <laughs> I knew you'd oh like that. God. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's quitting the podcast. We do not talk about him on here. <laughs> That's like Sean's boundary. That is for this my podcast. fucking boundary. <laughs> ah, so funny. Okay. How do I tell my cis straight friends that they're saying something homophobic, transphobic without coming off sensitive or over emotional? Um, that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally don't really think that there's a huge issue in coming off sensitive or emotional yeah. because I think that might help convey that mm-hmm. it is a sensitive and emotional topic. Maybe not. Maybe what they're saying doesn't exactly pertain to your mm-hmm. sexuality or your identity. Yeah. But I do think that it is a sensitive and emotional mm-hmm. topic. Yeah. So I don't think conveying that is necessarily bad. Right. Because to specific people, it would be emotional for mm-hmm. them to hear those things totally (laughs) um so i think that does help convey impact (laughs) in a in a way um but also if they're your friends and you don't want to seem emotional i would be like listen you fucker (laughs) stop (laughs) saying that shit (laughs) it's not cool it's not cute totally yeah yeah so their example was um because i just saw their other part of their question here for example because they're saying that they're supportive people in general but an example they would say I can't wear or slash do this because people will think I'm a lesbian right and it's like I get that because it's that weird in between of like they're not saying something like necessarily like outwardly like homophobic but yeah. it's also like implying that it would be like bad if bad they... if they were perceived as a lesbian or also like enforcing stereotypes outside of the community of saying like that this is how lesbians look yeah and i think that a big thing for me is just like tone like you should be able to get angry if you want to get angry oh yeah but i get angry at my friends all the time (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite things to do but i think for me just to make it easier on myself when i'm in those situations i i just kind of like instead of i just say what that could be perceived as yeah and like in a simple way like if someone for example said that oh I'm gonna look like a lesbian just be like what would be wrong with being perceived as a lesbian yeah and then leave it up to them if they say oh well I feel nothing. like if you say that then it's like they know they know <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean and then if they're like oh well nothing blah 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 I'd be like oh okay well it just it came off like there would be something bad about that yeah and then that's it I know 
Yeah. That's, that's you know, just turn it back on or them. Or say, like, hey, I, that statement that you made isn't personally offensive to me, but, but I think that moving forward you should think about how you say those things because it yeah. could impact somebody poorly. Maybe you should shut the fuck up. And here's the thing. Shut your bitch mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Um how to not get the ick when dating someone. Oh, my God. I was just talking to my boyfriend about this. Okay. How I got the ick for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that, like, in almost every relationship, except yeah. for my current relationship, I have gotten the ick for somebody. Yeah. And once I get the ick, once I get, like, the thought that we're going to break up, yeah. there is just, like, a, a timeline countdown. Once right. I've got the ick, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. So how to not get it? I genuinely don't know. And would like if you find out to give me this advice in return, (laughs) because, um, yeah, I I don't know. It's something that I Mm -hmm. have constantly done. I also don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If you have the ick there, sometimes there are are very valid reasons that you're icked out. Yeah. I, I agree. My advice, though, if I can think of anything, would be to continue dating your partner. No matter how long you've been together. Because I think especially, and it's a stereotype with, like, lesbian relationships, uh, women-loving women relationships, that you kind of fall into, like, the best friendship roles. um, And you become kind of just, like, a codependent entity opposed to, like, two individuals who are, like, actively dating each other. It's just, like, you just do everything together. It's not really, like, planned. It's just, like, well, yeah, of course we're hanging out every day this week. And there's no real, like, separation of individualism and togetherness. And I think, like, if you do that, it... I can see why you get the ick. Because, like, you're just 24-7 just around the person and not really, like flirting or seeing the benefits to things that they bring to the table like in a dating way where you're like really listening to what they're saying or like laughing at their jokes they're just kind of there yeah um so my suggestion with that would be like i mean i've been with my girlfriend over six years and we still you've been ick for six of that and six of them i've had the ick so it's been like a lot to work against (laughs) um yeah she definitely has the ick for sure it's hard not to yes yeah but No, we just, like, make, like, such a point of, like, making dates. And also, I think I'm more the pusher of this because I really like to be independent, but having totally separate time and, like, not having to fill each other in on every little thing we're doing. Yeah. Like, I would never be the person that's, like, giving my girlfriend. Unless it was, like, a play-by-play of every little thing I'm doing, every interaction I'm having, like, every goal I'm working towards, like... Those are things that when I we go on a date, I get to share because it's exciting for me yeah. to share. I'm like, oh, this week I did this or I talked to this person or I guessed it on this podcast or I did whatever it is. Whereas if I was just like constantly just like feeling like I had to say everything as we're going, there's nothing new to fucking talk about. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're fucking sitting at a restaurant and you're like, ew. <laughs> like tell me something interesting you did this week I, you know yeah. leave a little bit of space for individualism so for in intrigue, those moments for yeah. mystery yes yeah, yeah the, the little bit of mystery is good I think a big one for me is also that I had to specifically look mm-hmm. at each individual instance of ick mm-hmm. each instance Okay. Um, I would literally, if I f- felt myself like feeling that, it's that that push. You feel yeah. like, oh, I don't feel connected to you, or like you're you're yeah. annoying me, or grossing me out, or like something you're doing totally. is just like getting to me. Yeah. I because I have weird thoughts like that all the time. I honestly would have to think 
first of all, am I in a bad mood? <laughs> yeah. Is this something they're doing yes. that is different than usual? Yes. Or is it just me feeling different about something they're always doing? Right. <laughs> um, is it something that I am projecting onto them right now because yeah. I feel a certain type of way? And then I would be like, oh, is this something stupid that if I talked about it we could move forward yeah. or like you know we could communicate around this issue or is it an issue with like their core values right. and it's funny because I've had a ton of icks that are like oh I'm just overreacting and being yeah. stupid and then I've had icks that I'm like oh I think this might be a core values kind of thing the, and then yeah. that's the reason that we break up in the end right so <laughs> you it's, know? Like, it's like your intuition like, yeah telling it you. came full circle but some things are very stupid. But if it comes yeah. down to one of the big ones, maybe it's not great. My <laughs> ick with Julia is she will pat me on the head when she walks by me while I'm trying to work. I hate that. And I'm literally like, she'll literally walk by and it'll be like, boop, boop, on the top of my head. And I literally, it's like she just broke my neck. Yeah. I have like a, like a fucking reaction to it. I'm like, stop it. Like, yeah. like I hate it. And she just does it like it's like a habit. Like she just, because... Where I sit when I'm working, she walks from the bedroom to the kitchen. And yeah. as she walks by, it's her way of just being like, well, hello. Boop, boop. And I'm like, I'm in my focus zone and I fucking hate it. And like, I literally had to tell her. <laughs> yeah, I literally had to be like, it makes me like for the next hour, it's the silliest, stupidest thing. Speaking of you saying silly eggs, I, I literally am like grossed out by you for the next hour. I can't explain it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it like, like literally makes me like. So annoyed with you. Yeah, I'm it's like, probably easy for her to tap you that. on the head too because you're five one. She's <laughs> taller than you. So. I'm just standing in yeah, my standing. Yeah, my standing it's a standing desk. desk. Yeah. Comes by and tap little five one, <laughs> little five one cutie. <laughs> ah, fuck. And at your age, you definitely should be using a standing desk. So <laughs> <laughs> I just got a standing desk. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch my old back out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those 40 plus bodies, you know, I gotta keep the blood moving. <laughs> this is so much. I literally can't. I'm gonna have to hire a separate therapist just to specifically talk about this. I'm shocked you don't have one already. I need one. I'm bringing in Dr. Drew. Yeah. Hey, Gabers. Today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention, and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in-app, and it's an amazing value. The Lifetime membership has all 25 languages, so you don't have to stop at one. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, I Can Explain podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, I'm still friends with my ex, typical lesbian behavior, and they want to meet my current girlfriend. Is that okay? Should I be wary? Oh, I have a lot of advice on this one. Okay. Can you hear um, my stomach right now? I can't. I literally can. I, I haven't eaten in so long that I'm literally like, it's like bad. I've been so busy. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Just to tell people it's because I'm busy. I, is, is it and unhealthy she, she pattern? She's been so long today also, not yeah, like a today, week. Yeah, today, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually am very good at having like a few meals a day. Yeah. And so when I don't, my body like reacts because I'm like so usually good at that like i'm very food driven but when i get really busy and stressed then i stop (laughs) yeah like a dog yeah exactly so anyways my my body is like what the hell it's almost 2 p.m and you haven't had three meals what's going on yeah yeah okay um okay i have advice for that uh i think you need to look at this relationship and friendship that you are keeping with your ex Mm -hmm. and be realistic Mm -hmm. is this actually a friendship that you're keeping because if you're in a place that you're comfortable having a friendship with your ex Mm -hmm. then you should be comfortable not to there's not one way to have a friendship but it's like if you're saying that you're comfortable enough to have this mm-hmm. person in your life as a friend then you should be comfortable enough with them meeting your new partner because then yeah. you're gonna have to keep this person at some sort of distance mm-hmm. friendship which is fine that is you know friendships obviously have yeah. different layers yeah but it's like are you really comfortable with having this person as a friend yeah. if you are gonna be keeping your partner and partners moving forward away from right them? that's my thought see that's my thought too because i'm like why are you asking yeah because i i am friends with my exes Mm -hmm. and i've had my new partner meet them before Mm -hmm. and to me i think it'd be weirder if they didn't meet them because then i'd Mm -hmm. be like oh i'm friends with my ex but i don't want you guys to meet yeah which i think is weirder the word wary like should i be wary like why are you wary do you feel like your ex is potentially inappropriate in the way that they communicate with you and that might be seen by your current partner like do you do you think that there's like some sort of loaded reason that your ex wants to meet your partner like to suss them out or something like if your gut's telling you there's a reason to be wary then i feel like you got to take a step back it's less about whether or not you should introduce a partner but like is this a friendship yeah or why do i feel like even if it's a friendship on my side why do i feel like there's any reason to be wary about my ex like do i think that they maybe still have feelings or whatever it may be um so yeah i think it's a little bit more about that again typical lesbian question as they said typical lesbian behavior yeah and at at some point you just have to kind of like trust your your this now friend ex of yours and your current partner to like move forward with the knowledge of you saying you know this is this is only a friendship this is my new partner like you kind of just have to trust this situation if you can't Maybe there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mia giving harsh advice. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? It's well you Sorry asked. Sorry about it. Well, you asked, bitch. You asked. We're giving you the advice. Yeah. Okay. This person said, I absolutely love this podcast. I look forward to listening to it in my Tuesday mornings, and it has helped me and made me laugh during a couple of coming out years. That's really nice. Aww. Thanks for saying that. Uh, they said, my question and advice is, how can you make queer friends or meet cool uh 
friend groups without it being taken as flirting. I have a girlfriend and we're long distance, but I just really need queer friends in the city I just moved to. Oh, she, her pronouns. Okay. So she, um, thanks for including your pronouns, by the way. That's very helpful. Um, she, sorry, I wasn't laughing at your pronouns. I was laughing at, um, me putting my phone down and slamming it onto the table. Me just tossing it back to her. Sean just literally like removing. I I, I literally am like a child. I keep putting my phone onto (laughs) where we're recording. Sean just keeps throwing it back at me because it's making noise. Um, yeah. So she is in a situation. This is a good question because I feel like it's in general hard to make friends. And, but we've talked about before how, in a more heteronormative space, it's kind of assumed that if you were meeting, like, if you were a, a girl yeah. and you were meeting another girl, you were going to be friends until communicated otherwise. Like, there's an assumption of friendship when there's two people of the same gender meeting. Yeah. Right? Um, same with, like, two bros meeting at a fucking bar or whatever They're going to fuck, but they're, they'll yeah. probably be friends but after. Yeah, friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, I get it because it's, like, we've talked about before how it's a unique experience where when you take the gender norms out of friendship or dating, which is what a queer experience is, yep. then it... The unfortunate part of that is while the world's your oyster, you also are like, okay, well, how do I also very clearly identify that I just want to be friends with this person? Yeah. Because that's something that a lot of heterosexual people do not have to do. The only time really heterosexual people experience that in heteronormative circles is, for example, if a guy is like best friends with a girl and then he has to like explain to his partner that there's like nothing there. It's just like my best friend. And they often find that weird, right? Well, why are you best friends with the opposite gender? I experienced that a lot growing up with my guy friends being really close with me and their girlfriends feeling some type of way about that and feeling like there's some layer to it that they must be into me or whatever and they would always use which I roll because it doesn't have to be that I was gay they'd be like oh no she's a lesbian as if if I wasn't going back to last episode she's a lesbian not yet (laughs) not Not yet yet, not yet but as if like somehow that like if I wasn't a lesbian it would be weird that we were friends but I get that that was just an easy way for them to explain it to their partner but yeah it's interesting so in this case, uh, she has a long-distance girlfriend, but she's looking for friends in her on city, and she doesn't know how to, like, make it clear that she's only looking for friends. Yeah. Because it's hard. Jeez. It is hard. Um, I think just being, like, super forthcoming yeah. with what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and honestly, like, I know this is kind of exhausting, mm-hmm. but, like, driving the point home at the beginning. Yeah. Even, like, saying things like, oh, like, you know, it's just been so nice to, like, meet queer friends in this city. Like, you totally. know, really just drive it home. Because, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think people can try to take what they want from situations. Yeah. So, like they could think that you're sending them mixed messages. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Even sliding into the DMs and saying something like, hey, like, I, like, you know, have been seeing your posts, and I, whether it's I just moved to the city or I live in this city, but unfortunately my girlfriend and my friends live in this other city. Yes. So I'm looking to meet other queer folks here. And you know what I mean? Like, establishing my girlfriend and my friends live somewhere else. I'm looking for friends here. Here. Uh, You look cool. Like, what's up? Yeah. I think that that as Sean said, is the way, like, to almost, like, overcompensate with, like, dropping that at the beginning. Because I would be, I would assume if someone just slid into my DMs and was like, like, hey, what's up? And they were on their profile, like, 
identifying as queer, I would assume they were hitting on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you didn't establish that. Maybe that's something wrong with me. Maybe that's my fucking ego. That's for sure you, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I think just being like, and I mean, there's apps like Bumble BFF that are just like, it's just about meeting like friends or like networking for work that you could use. Um, And I think also I talked about it before and we actually got some DMs of people being like, okay, well not everyone is as nuts as you and would do this. But I genuinely think that there is nothing wrong with going to a queer space alone Yeah, and just seeing who you meet. Totally. Speaking to the Vancouver pride activities there's a lot of events that are really cool that are like smaller which i think has been missing for a lot of years and something about covid happening and forcing them to do these more intimate events is actually going to make a lot of spaces that are more um accessible for people to enjoy maybe if they're not like a big club party person yeah and also actually engage and meet friends like there's a um local event company here called queers and beers where they have you know 50 people different brewery trucks come they do tastings it's really chill you know there is a dj going on but it's during the day and you could mingle with people yeah so i think looking for those kind of smaller more niche events in your area where you're not like shouting over music to try and make friends because i'm telling you right now if i'm just being honest you're not going to make a new friend group at going to the junction right you're not going to go to a club and make like a deep friend connection. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. If I'm just being honest. Yeah. Even, you know, there's events like Babes on Babes uh, when they were happening that's like at Fortune Sound Club, it's packed. You know, you can hardly move in there. It might be your friend for the night where you're like, you know, having a laugh and going around with them. But that transcending into like being long-term friends, I I would say would be very unlikely. Yeah, probably. Um, Just because you can't really connect in a deeper level. You can't even fucking hear anything. Literally. Um, So finding those more like little niche pocket events and that i swear to god i was not intending to make this a plug but on my tiktok i did just do two tiktoks about um spaces for uh queer folks in vancouver that are not just clubs so if you want to go find me at brant williams on tiktok this is not a plug but here's my plug (laughs) it is a plug but i i just like i don't want to sit here and just list all them i listed them on tiktok yes so if you're looking for that kind of stuff yeah do that Okay. And also follow me on TikTok. Jesus Christ. (laughs) There it is. There it is. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) This is an interesting question. I like this one. Um, My mom is totally supportive and already knows that I'm a lesbian, but I haven't outwardly come out to her, and it's kind of awkward. Right. Um, So, (laughs) as we were joking about in last episode of the person saying, oh, I have a gay friend. Well, not yet. Yes. But it is a weird in-between. I have a gay daughter, but not yet. But not yet. It is a weird in-between when you almost know that someone knows, but you haven't said it yet. And then you're like, well, like, do I I say it now? Now it's like this weird floating thing that I'm pretty sure you know it's pretty obvious, but I don't know. It's a unique part of the coming out experience, right? Um, So... This person says, whenever she comes across something queer of mine, like a podcast that I listen to, for example, she says, it's okay, honey, you don't have to hide anything, which makes me even more awkward. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like the only way that I'll have the courage to come out to her is randomly yell, I'm gay, but I don't know if that's a good idea. Please help. This is a unique one. 
Yeah. It's and I relate to it in the same way that I was speaking about having people that said I was a lesbian before I was out and I would like actively ignore or deny because I was like, this is making me feel really uncomfortable because I'm not ready to say it. But then it was even more awkward when I was coming out because then you almost feel like it's like that annoying, like, okay, yeah, you were right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the best thing to do in this case would be next time she says something like that, like decide for yourself now what you're going to say next time. Yeah. Right. Cause in the moment it can feel very like flustered and like overwhelming. So decide in the moment now what you're going to say. And that might look something like, Hey mom, I know you are trying to be supportive, but like, Either I'm still figuring myself out or, you know, I haven't actually, like, had that conversation with you. So it makes it feel like this is, like, building it up a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm gay, but I just would rather not, it not be a big deal or something that's mentioned all the time. Whatever it may be that you want to convey, or maybe that's just your moment to say, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah. Right? But decide it now so that the next time it happens, you feel prepared. Yeah. Because... Um, you probably know it's coming up at, again mm-hmm. sometime. So, yeah. if you... And also mentally prepared that she's probably going to say, yeah, I know. Because yeah. that can feel annoying, too. Because yeah. I've been there. And a lot of people don't understand why that might feel annoying. But it is like a big, brave moment to say who you are. And when people are like, yeah, I know. It's like you just diminish like, the fact that this is like a huge deal for you me. You just took away my moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the moment. Absolutely. Well, the drama of it as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So prepare your mental state for that. And if she says, like, I know, just be like, yeah, I know that you knew. But it's a big step for me to say it out loud. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because that is a big step. I I empathize with that. It's such a weird thing also being a parent from the parent side of things because, like, you want to be supportive and, like, make them feel like, don't worry, when you do come out, I won't be shitty. Yeah. But it, like, sometimes it overcompensates, right? I also feel like the support uh, kind of seems like pressure almost as well at some point. Oh, 100%. There's a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> Vine line. Vine line. You sound like a Lannis Morissette mm, when you say absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Love it. Okay, so this is kind of convoluted. I literally don't know what that word means. No, kind I of know convoluted. You don't. What does that mean? Convoluted. Uh, like confusing. Okay. Hard to understand. Okay. A little messy. Okay. Okay. Thank you. But basically, I had feelings for my best friend. She got a boyfriend. Years pass. They broke up. Me and the ex-boyfriend become better friends, and I distance from the best friend. I recently came clean to her and we're good, but I don't know if I should tell the ex-boyfriend who is now my good friend that I had feelings for his ex-girlfriend the whole time. He's like the only one who doesn't know in the friend group. Mm. That was actually very well spoken for a a confusing situation. Yeah, I feel like that wasn't that convoluted. Not convoluted. I would say... Bree doesn't know what that means, but if she did, she would probably say it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I would tell him. I would personally also tell him. Especially the the thing that's the kicker for me, if it wasn't like, it's the friend group acknowledgement. Yeah. Because if this was a situation of like, okay, he used to date some girl who you used to also be friends with, but now that person's distance and kind of out of both your lives and you've gone on and met other people and like whatever that's like in the past, do you really need to bring it up? No, I don't think you need to at all. But if it's a matter of like your whole friend group feels like there's this weird like underlying thing that you were 
like into or in love with or whatever it may be yeah his girlfriend and that he doesn't know that so no one's mentioned that to him then it becomes this like weird thing that i think unfortunately if someone eventually let it slip it would feel like there's a mistrust there yeah and i also think that if you have gotten closer to him like mm-hmm. it's nice to not feel like you're you know harboring these things yeah. keeping these things from him like it's nice to just have like a clear conscience not mm-hmm. like you did anything wrong either but like it's nice to have a clear conscience with a friend always i yeah. find and um i don't know it's just something like yeah, I think just make sure that you don't, like, it might feel heavy to you, but don't bring it up in a heavy way. I honestly feel like you could just be like, okay, this is so wild. You're gonna laugh. You're yeah. gonna laugh. You're gonna think this is fucking hysterical. Yeah, funny. <laughs> Not sad, funny. Funny. <laughs> but I would just be like, as you know, I'm queer, and, or however you identify, and, like, obviously a big part of that was, like, figuring myself out for a certain amount of time. And one of those people that I kind of, like, first had attraction to, a crush on, was your ex. So, yeah. like, look, see, it seems like we got the same type, but, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, make it, like, a thing like that. Like, it's not like, I need to let you know that I'm in love with your ex and I hope you don't feel like I was lying to you. Just be like, oh, I was, like totally into her too because I was like figuring myself out and that was like a person I connected to totally like you know what I mean yeah and I think that anyone especially if this is a good friend of yours is gonna understand that like you know especially it's their ex now like they they might be like oh yeah like she's super dope and super hot or they might be like oh my god really like I literally can't fucking stand my ex like that's crazy that you liked her too yeah you know what I mean and it's just it's not like it would be different if they were still dating then that might create awkwardness yeah. I think my advice would be different and but it didn't, sounds like, like fuck you all her or anything. Yeah. yeah I feel it sounds like you've all moved on and like even I have things just to relate like one of my guy friends growing up me and him hooked up with the same girl and he didn't know for a long time that I hooked up with that girl too before he did. So when he started telling me that he was hooking up with this girl, I never mentioned it because I didn't want to fucking like out myself and that person. Yeah. And then like years later, that girl that I had hooked up with was openly bisexual. And so I just said to him, Oh my God. Okay. Like you're going to think this is a story fucking for you. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, you know, that girl you dated for a few months, I had hooked up with her before, but I didn't tell you because a, I didn't want to tell people that I was hooking up with girls. And also she wasn't out. So I didn't want to like ruin like her trust with me whatever. Yeah. And he just laughed about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like anyone with any sort of like empathy or understanding. And if they're your friend, like he's not queer and he totally got that. It was a different layer for me being queer. Yeah. And I also think that, uh, no matter what, when you feel like you're like holding something back mm-hmm. from a friend, it feels, even if it's super light, it feels, feels way bigger. heavier than it is. Yeah. So which just I, means you're a good friend. Yeah, exactly. Cause you care what yeah. they, that you don't want to hurt them. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, tell him. Yeah, tell him. Uh, <laughs> and tell us how it goes. Tell us how it goes. Yes, let in the DMs. Give us some results. Okay, to all of you that ask questions, thank you so much. Sorry if we did not get to them. Um, bonus episodes will be coming on Patreon with more answers to your advice questions for the ones we didn't get to. Um, if you want to become a patron, link is in our bio on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. You can also follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson on Instagram and on TikTok. And we'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see, see you around, around the neighborhood. These plugs are insane.